Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind. Remember, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel or follow on your podcast provider. So remember, we are a podcast for me to think about your leadership journey and um, help you level up that experience by bringing amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their fields. So today we are speaking to Layla. How are you doing? You okay? I'm good, thank you. Good. So I'm super excited to have you on. You have got a very unique business, which I'm super excited to, to share with other people and what that is. I know we've met in person and, and we've spoken a few times over the last two years. Um, but as I hit the 20 minute timer, just tell people who don't know you, who you are and, um, and what you do. OK, so my name is Leila Flaherty and I am the director of a company called Urban Pause UK which is an animal talent and casting agency. Yeah, how unique is that? I can't wait to dig into that and, and find out even more about what that is, because I know a little bit, but I'm sure you'll be able to share even more. So um, the two questions we ask every guest, and mm-hmm. um, obviously we're hashtag leadership, what's on your mind? What comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership? Um, I guess the first word that would come to mind would be influential. Okay, but in what way? The ability, I suppose leadership for me is the ability to be able to influence people um, because if you can influence, you can lead. Um, and I think if you influence people, you have the ability to work as, as a team. Um, yeah, that would be, that would, that would, awesome. that would come to mind. Yeah. I like that. Good. It's, it's, there's no right or wrong answer. And I like everybody's unique, different from <laughs> where they go with it. So, and um, same, same with you specifically. So we always ask about where you think your leadership journey started. So whether that's on reflection or there was a, a light bulb moment at the time, where do you think your leadership journey started? How far are we going back? Um, I guess my leadership journey started when, I mean, initially when I came up with the whole concept of Urban Pause UK, because it is such a unique industry, so many people either doubted it or didn't believe in the idea. So for me, it was about influencing people that this could work. This is a real thing. I'm going to make this happen. So I had to really make them believe, you know, in my business concept, the idea so for me, that's where it all started. I have to influence people in the industry that have 20, 30 years you know, experience in the industry to then use my services, my business, my, you know, I have to get them to understand my idea. So for me, that's where it all began from, I suppose, from an idea to growing the business and, in, and, and influencing people along the way. Yeah. So just for a time frame, how long ago was that? How did the first light bulb moment happen? Well, I had a, I have a, a background in modeling and TV. I mean, only minor, small. So I kind of had a, a fair idea as to how the modeling industry worked. Uh, human models, that is, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, so I kind of, I knew how it worked in terms of, you know, from the, from the booking process right through to completion. Um, so in terms of, it, was, it wasn't hard really converting that over to the animal industry. Um, so the light bulb mo- moment really happened, I guess, where I got sick. I wanted a whole complete career change. I just had enough of the, of the industry myself. I, I, I wanted to, to, I suppose, utilize my experience, my knowledge and put that into something else. But what could I do, you know, with that? 
so I suppose it was really, it was really, that was the light bulb mo moment mm -hmm. where I thought, okay, this is what I know and this is what I love. I put the two together and I came up with this, this idea of the animal talent and casting agency. Brilliant. I love that, how simplistic <laughs> that is. So it leads me to think, it, this might be a simple um, question, but obviously animal lovers, where did your passion and love for animals come from? Were you, did you, were you brought up around a lot of variety of animals or, or, or where did that come from? Well, being Irish, I mean, you know, animals are a big part of Irish culture. Um, and plus I'm an only child, so I never had any siblings. So I guess animals for me were more than just animals growing up. They were really a comfort thing. They were nearly like my make-believe brothers and sisters. So I guess from a young age, I've always loved having animals like as part of the home, really. Yeah, amazing. So, so this leads us on to really digging into what the business is and how it works. And can you give us some examples of the, the sort of the normal things that you do on a regular basis and yeah. some of the more bespoke things that people will think like, wow, I didn't even realise that happened. And yeah. what, what can you share about it? Tell us about the business. So the business itself, so we hire animals, all animals. So that's all your domestic animals, your dangerous wild animals, uh, your reptiles, everything. So cats, dogs, rabbits, horses, you name it. We hire out animals for the film, TV commercials. For the film, TV industry, we, we specialize in TV adverts, stills photography, meet and greets, online advertising, you name it. We have even theater work. So it's basically all forms of media. We, we supply the animals for that. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it is very much office-based. So it's dealing with inquiries um, and, and obviously, which some jobs can be quite quick turnarounds where we could have the job booked in a day. Some can go on for weeks and weeks on end. Um, so it's, it's very much like a, a, it has a huge, admin is a huge element of the, of the job. Then I would say there's a, a big part of kind of a sales base, you know, because we're, we're negotiating fees and rates and we're, we're really trying to push an animal or to, to try and, again, influence the, the, yeah, yeah. the client as to why they should take this animal as opposed to another. Um, and then um, there's a lot of marketing and advertising, you know, so for, for example, I might see an animal. I, I The first thing I think of is how do I market this animal? Who do I put this animal in front of? So there's a there's a kind of a few elements to it. Um, and then what was the second part? Sorry, I've forgotten now. So, so I was just going to say, what, what's the most unusual thing you've done in the life of the business then? Um, do you know what? There's been that many things and nothing, <laughs> nothing shocks me anymore. I guess hiring a worm and a snail for B&Q is a bit of a, mm, why didn't you just and go and take it up in the garden? <laughs> um, and we've recently also had goldfish and hedgehogs being booked. Every day is so different. We never know what's get it going, going to get booked. Um, but it can literally be anything. Do you know what, that's really fair because you automatically think that you're going to go with, I think, I know you've got access to like wolves and dangerous animals. And I thought you, but for you to say snails and worms, that just threw me. I, I love, brilliant. yeah, I just <laughs> love that. I think who, uh, who on earth keeps a worm and a snail as a pet in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> but there are people out there that literally will keep all sorts of pets. Yeah. So it's great. Amazing. So one of the things that, and again, like you said, doesn't shock me anymore, really, with the modern world and mm -hmm. the social media world, is I know that you get involved in the, um, 
the animal influencers. Is that That's the way of putting it? Yes. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Because again, I love learning about what's happening out there and, and things that you don't even think. I think we're more exposed to it now with social media. But of tell us a little bit about that side of things. So the pet influences are social media pet influences. So that's it's a relatively new side of the business. Um, I noticed obviously from working with you know animal actors and models that a lot of these pets were gaining large traction or social media following, um, especially on Instagram and the likes of TikTok since lockdown. So it kind of made me think. Obviously, coming from you know that industry myself. You see it every day, like the likes of Love Island. As soon as they come off the show, they're endorsing products. People want them to be seen with, you know, associated with their brands. I thought, why aren't pets doing this? So it kind of, it was a bit of a trial and error in the beginning. I wanted to see, okay, could this work? So this was about three, four years ago when I tried that started this for the first time. Yeah. And um, now, I mean, the influencer side of things, especially with lockdown, that has really great, gained traction because they don't need to leave their house. All, the, all that's really required is having a, you know, a large social media presence. Um, the, 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 the client will send the product to the pet's house. They take some pictures of it and post it on their social media and that's it. Yeah. So it's a really lucrative industry, but surprisingly, the pets are becoming more influential than actual humans now. So no. because there's, there's no judgment with them, you know, mm -hmm. I might watch Love Island, you may not. So the chances of someone following that human influencer, you know, are, are slimmer than, than people who might follow a, a dog, or, for example, on social media. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's actually a, it's a more lucrative, they're more influential. Right, brilliant. So, yeah, that, that's given us a really good picture of what the business is and what you do. So thank you so much. And um, tell us a little bit about the, the leadership in you growing your business and some of the challenges and some of the experiences you've had in, in the people side of your business. This is an area where I really, really struggle. I'll be honest. I mean, I've never been in business prior to Urban Pause. I am a very laid back type of person in general. I tend to get my head down and crack on with work. Whereas I don't want to be this type of boss that's kind of breathing down everyone's necks, wondering what they're doing. Why aren't you doing this? So in a way, I think I'm a little bit too soft. So it's getting that balance, isn't it, between, you know, being the boss, but also the nice boss that people can come to and where you're leading without pushing things down people's throats. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm really, it, I am struggling, if I be honest, in finding the balance. And it's hard because, you know, when you're so busy, where do you find the time to kind of, you get, a, when you are busy, you can get stressed so easily. I know I am most days. So when you're stressed, it's really hard to kind of pick everyone up and go, right, guys, okay, and really empower and lead them, lead the team. So this, this is definitely, I'd love if someone could teach me or if there was a little manual, like step-by-step -step guide but there really isn't. So every day I'm learning, you know, it is a case of learning. And not only that, but everyone is different. Like you have to adapt a different type of style when you're dealing with people. So that's another thing I'm learning about. So every day is a learning curve for me still in terms of the leadership side. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about how your business is structured with regards to the people, like how many people are in the team and what are their roles, not role responsibilities in like job specs and all that, just what is their, their direction and how you how do you utilize the people in your business? So we have one, two, three, four bookers. 
So we have, I mean, all of us can, can book, you know, any, most animals, but I tend to keep the other animals because it's very specialist. I tend to keep that for one particular booker because he really knows his stuff. You know, booking a lion, lion or a tiger is not just like a case of picking up the phone and saying, right, <laughs> we'll have it with you at 2 p.m. There's so much paperwork. There's so many different um, things that have to be put in place for safety and regulations, etc. So we have one specialist booker for the other animals. We also have a specialist booker for the influencers. Again, there's a lot to it. You know, we have to send over stats and we have to watch, you know, as the, when the post is out there, we have to watch how, how, how people engage with it. So there's a lot to it. Whereas with the modeling and, uh, with the modeling and, and acting jobs, they're so quick, they're fast. So we have four bookers. Um, we have a copywriter. We have an admin. We're actually looking for another admin as well. And we have digital marketing and social media. Fantastic. So how have you found, because again, a lot of the people I speak to, it, it, it comes across, and I can already sort of, from meeting you and from some of the stuff you've said already, you can pick up on somebody's way they, they deliver their business and they, they portray the business. And it goes into that category of like the culture, the environment that you create as an employer. How would you say that you've experienced the recruitment of somebody and then bringing them on board as like, this is not, this is how we do things. Cause then that comes across as like, this is fits into this box sort of thing. Isn't it like, this is how we do things, which is not the best way of doing it. Um, what is your culture and how have you found bringing people in and, and having them as that process of being part of the family? I think. I think it really, really helps in the recruitment process. You really have to have, like, I mean, you have to really have a good judge of character about somebody. Are they going to fit in, into the team? You know, regardless of their experience and everything else, that's fine on paper, but they have to kind of, I always look to see that they will fit into the team. Are they going to get on with everyone? Are they, are they willing to work as part of a team? You know, there's, there's certain things. I think you will always have to trust your gut instinct. Um, and what I tend to do, I always, always put them on a trial period. And I'll always ask the staff, you know, how did, what did you think of X, Y, or Z today? How did you get on? I'll watch to see that they engage with, with each other. I'll try and do outside activities with them, you know, like go for drinks after work, just to really get to know the person as well. I think that's vital because if you bring someone into a team and they and they just don't fit in, it can really throw things off balance, really. Yeah, excellent. So just to sort of go back to our, I know we talked about this before we jumped on, but our, our audience are wanting to like level up their leadership journey. So or, or add value, sort of like seeing things in different perspectives. So can you share anything with regards to, I know we said things are challenging, but any of your successes, any of your kind of like, that went really well. I'm really pleased that I've now got this or certain something that happened in like the people in your business that you did something really well. Uh, within the stock, you mean? Yeah, within the stock. Within, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very lucky with my staff because with our job, it's not just a nine to five. You know, we have producers and directors that will make their decision at nine o'clock at night. I'm very lucky that the team understand this. So, you know, if they have to jump back on their emails or they're taking calls at, one the, at the weekend, they will do that. So I, I'm kind of lucky in that respect that they, they, you know, they go above and beyond for the business. 
In terms of what any of them have done, I mean, I, I, every day, that you know, they always kind of surprise me and I think, wow, they're in it for the business. Yeah. So there isn't one so thing. Let's dig into that. So why do you think that's the case? I, it probably is down to me. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people come to work because they have to. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we all need to earn money to, to, to survive. Um, but I think I'm quite, I think it's because there's a nice, relaxed environment. I don't bully people. I don't push people. I'll always give people, I'll always ask people for their opinions on things. I never make a decision without discussing things with the team. Yeah. So it's a, it's a collective decision based on, you know, as a team, it's, a, it's always that, it's always been that way. So I think they respect me and they enjoy their job and they, and they enjoy coming to work. So I think that's why I'm quite lucky in that respect. Yeah. So, it's so, so, so we've, only, we've only literally got about four minutes left. So yeah. sort of how have you found the challenge or has it been challenging um, for the last two years in regards to not being in person? I can oh. imagine that from hearing how you manage and lead your team, I can imagine that's been quite challenging. Well, how have it's, you felt? It's been one of the hardest challenges I have ever dealt with my entire life especially as we just kind of got over that, you know, that three-year period that they say we were only really starting to come, you know, into profit. And then all of a sudden lockdown hit and we've all been working from, from home. I think we were very lucky because we have got such a great group dynamic in the office. I've never had to, I've never been put into a position whereby it's like, okay, how do I do this now from world working remotely? I did struggle, I will, will be honest, because, because I'm an extrovert, we do have one or two introverts, and I think it's very hard. Things can be conveyed differently over the phone or via Zoom. It's, it's very different than face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I will admit it probably took a good six months for me to kind of get my head around it all. There was a lot of mixed messages and mixed emotions and everything else. And there was times where I thought like, okay, like this person, if they they don't pull up their socks, they're, they're going, yeah. you know, there was, a there was, um, but we got through it. And I think it was a case of, we really had to spend a lot more time on Zooms and, and seeing each other's reactions and, and collectively gathering, you know, as a team again and having fun. That was the thing I think we all missed was just having that little cracking a joke and etc. That was what we all needed. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, good. And um, what does the next few years, three to five years, look like? What, what, what? How are you growing your business? How are you? Um, what's developing in the future? So the plan is to launch into Urban Pools Ireland. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the mothership home. Um, <laughs> The, then obviously, not obviously, sorry, then pet products is another one. And hopefully, I mean, sometime in the near, in the future, but I'd love, love, love to open up like a pet hotel or something like that. Mm. All pet related, of course. All pet related. <laughs> so tell us about, tell everybody a little bit about the, what product, when you say pet products, what does that look like? like you know, colognes, shampoos, conditioners, Urban Paws, obviously branded products. Because yeah. we have a high, you know, we have a huge network of pet owners that visit our website on a daily basis. They could potentially be purchasing products. You know, mm. it just gives the, it gives our, our client base more interaction on our website as well. You know, there's only so many times people can look at their pet, their profile. 
but yeah. yeah it just gives a lot more to it you know we have a huge as i said we have a huge um pet network so it's inevitable to bring out products and grooming products and it, you know, whatever else we have in the band yeah excellent so just one last question because i know that you actively look to do this and you've mentioned it a couple of times but you're always learning and developing and yep. looking for ideas to improve so what does that look like because obviously the people that are listening are wanting to to learn develop and everybody does it in their own little ways how do you learn and develop moving forward in your leadership journey i'm always i mean obviously i haven't for the for the past few months just because of covid and everything else but I love attending networking events. I just find you learn so much from other directors or people in business. Mm. I'm always listening to podcasts or, you know, e even while I'm working in the office, I'll always have a podcast on something that will motivate me or inspire me. Um, I listen to the staff. I listen to what they have got to say. You know, sometimes they're not afraid to say to me, I don't think we should do this, or they're not afraid to approach me about things like that. So that's a good thing. But um Definitely, I think I'm reading, reading books, you know, about business. There's loads of different ways or anything that's ever on TV or wherever I can find or source something that will help me in some way, shape or form. I'm, I'm always open to it. Amazing. Well, that's our time. I was so, do you know what? It's not happened for about 50 episodes now. The timer <laughs> actually went off and nearly buzzed. And I, I didn't was even too, hear it. captivated in your story. So, um, Leila, thank you so much for your You're time. I can't wait to see you in person again yes. very soon. Yeah. And um, guys, if you enjoyed that, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. I'm really keen for you to share um, and tell us what you got from each of the episodes. Everybody's unique, everybody's different, and I love hearing your feedback. So remember, every Wednesday at 6 a.m., a new fantastic guest comes on, and um, the aim is to add value to your leadership journey. So, Leila, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. And um, I'll see you all next week, guys. Take care. Bye.